Ciao Ciao from Parma, Italia. Land, or I should say home, a Parmesan cheese. Nice little foodie city in Emilio Regilio. That's the, the Providence. Um, closing down in the last few days until all of Italy is open. It's quite exciting. I'm very happy and very excited. There's some very interesting and sad news happening in my home state, um, specifically in Minneapolis. It's kind of uh, moved on to many different cities in America regarding police brutality, some riots, protesting, a lot of different things, and it's very tough watching it from a distance. I'm starting to just turn it off now because as the topic today, we're going to be talking about how the media inflames everything for those precious clicks, the ad revenue. And uh, yeah, it's just quite sad. I think we'll do another in-depth discussion on our thoughts about the whole situation with George Floyd and then obviously the National Guard coming in, the massive riots, the looting, the bad actors and uh, foreign influence starting up interesting conspiracies. It's a, it's a wild time in America. You know, so much for the, the, the lockdown, the coronavirus lockdown. That, that went away. I think it was a perfect storm of that lockdown. And obviously some issues uh, the black community has had with police in America. And it was a fever pitch and it just erupted. It's quite, quite interesting to see what's going on from a distance in America where I am from. Anyways, today we're going to talk about the Gell Meyer, Gell Man amnesia effect. Not even sure that's how you say his name, but this is one of the most fascinating things I've heard probably the last two years. I first heard it from, guess who? Mr. Scott Adams on one of his periscopes. And I'm going to read the article that basically states it properly i'm recording this on my phone right now so i don't have a laptop to to read off the article but basically here's the idea a physicist would read the newspaper on a topic that he was very very familiar with i mean sometimes something that he actually worked on so a total expert in his field the physicist right and he'd read the article in the newspaper about whatever it was that he knew exactly about and he'd be like wait a second that's very exaggerated um that didn't happen that's not true this is a total lie okay that's a little true this part and he would see this article and be like this is nowhere near the reality i was in when i was doing this experiment or when i was studying this but this this article was totally different than his reality this goes into the whole different everything subjective reality is uh perception is reality type deal but here's the fascinating part so he would see this article about something he knew 100 percent, 99 percent about and see it totally flipped on its head and nowhere near what he knew being the expert who worked on it right so then he would flip the page on the newspaper 
then read something about economics, read something about politics, read something about sports, and not once question anything in the article and would take everything for face value. So there's the, the weird thing, right? So he's seen what happened in his field, you know, physicists, whatever, and how it was totally not his own reality, the reality that he is an expert in and, I mean, worked on the thing or whatever. It was in the this physicist field. And then this journalist took it and, and did whatever. So he'd notice that. He'd see it. Then he'd flip the page and he'd take everything about economics, politics, sports for face value. So to me, that's fascinating. Because um, it, it basically suggests that what we read and what we see, a lot of it is taken in um, like it's fact. If you see something on the TV, if you see something on your social media feed, if you see something in the newspapers, wherever you get information from, I guess sometimes you can consciously uh, digest it. Some people are good at that and don't just uh, react crazy because obviously now the media, ever since they could start tracking what gets clicks and what does not what sells what ad revenue works they realize like oh my god we can get way more clicks with say clickbait with emotional titles with things that are super polarizing so it's either yes yes i totally agree yes or oh my god i hate that i need to comment on that and and tell them what's the truth right so once that happened and it happened with the internet because we had all the stats and and all that information they realized, oh my God, we can do get these reactions from these people just off a title. People don't even, won't even read it. They'll see Trump did this, Hillary Clinton did that, blah blah blah, and people won't even click on it. They'll go right to the comment section and just start saying whatever they want to say, right? But this thing, when I first heard it, it made total complete sense because Scott made a point. Being a famous person, Scott has had things written about him in the public eye, right? So he's an expert on himself. Um, And he would read these articles that were published about him on certain things he did or certain things um, he wrote and whatnot. And he had the same effect as this uh, Gell Man guy. But instead of the physicist field, it was on Scott's own personal life. So you think Scott would know himself or what he does more than anyone else right so he'd read this and be like okay that is definitely exaggerated that's kind of true that's not that's a straight up lie what are they trying to do with this and then he he would flip the page and read something about politics and be like oh yeah it takes it for the grain of salt this is back in the day now i think he's more attuned to this uh this idea and i think he's a very smart intelligent person that can look from different perspectives but it's it's wild and you know, not a lot of people are famous, but if you ever had something written about you or on like news or or anything, I'm not trying to be um, cocky or brag, but I have I've had multiple things written on me in my life. Some good, some quite interesting. And I remember looking at these articles and be like, OK, that's kind of in the right direction. But that didn't happen how they said it. That wasn't that way. That never happened. Okay, yeah, yeah, that part might be true. And you'd be looking at it, but you kind of throw it off like, oh, they're writing a story, right? They want to uh, engage the listener, make reality bigger than it is, or make the story cooler, you know, because more people read it. (laughs) They get paid more, they keep a job, 
and whatnot. So I've had it happen to me in my personal life. But until the last couple of years, I would read stuff and either take it for a total grain of salt and get angry and, and mad and all oh, these people are stupid and I'm the smartest and you're dumb. And uh, without realizing like, oh my God, a lot of this is not real. And Trump gets a lot of heat for the media is the enemy of the people. But I think even the left now is starting to to say similar things when it regards to CNN and what they do with the Bernie Sanders and MSNBC, um, Facebook, Zuckerberg, you know, the, the fake news on social media, the 2016 election. This is another great example of people living in their bubbles in the media, playing it up and stoking fire to get shares, to get clicks. And uh, you've seen those wild titles on social media or you've seen your friend post something crazy with no evidence backed up or what's whatever so this all kind of plays a real big effect so i'm challenging everyone now to really question what you see and if you want to even turn it off which i pretty much do now i would really suggest that but if you're not going to do that then you got to really realize that most of what you are seeing i mean maybe if they say the sky is blue that's probably true that's probably everyone's reality right but most of this stuff is exaggerated lies pushing you in a direction persuading you half truths um no matter what side you are on this isn't political side stuff it's all very subjective all this news so if i was you I would stop letting the media, stop letting what you read in the news, uh, on your Facebook, what your social media friends say, stop letting it control your emotions. Because like this effect is basically saying is that this, some of this stuff is not even real. You don't know what the true reality is. A lot of it's made to just get your emotions going. So these journalists, these media outlets, they're totally toying with you they have you by a string Ooh, outrage outrage I, I remember it and that's why i can speak on it because i remember in the election in 2016 and like a year or two before that i go on reddit just to get mad reddit's a very left-leaning forum um they have some uh mixed viewpoints it's gotten very censored now but this there's a subreddit about politics on reddit and it is very, very left-leaning, okay? And I would love to just go on there and read what some of these people say. And the hive mind and the anger in there, it, it was, it would like, you'd get off on it, read it and be like, oh, I disagree with you. And oh my God, these people are so stupid. It's like a, a dopamine hit you're getting. You know what I mean? And that's why people post stuff on the Facebooks and, and Twitter and get their likes and stoke uh, polarization and and that kind of idea to get those little quick dopamine hits that either the likes or someone pissed off on you and yelling at each other in the comment sections and you don't think how i think and you're wrong and and i'm right <laughs> it's uh it's crazy it's crazy and there's people behind the scenes making money off it totally playing with you on a rope toying with you and I just advise a lot of people that if you really get angry about this stuff, turn off the TV and tell me if your life is that bad 
in reality. That's what I was doing when I was seeing what was happening back home. Because I would get up in the in the morning and it would be like um, 2 a.m. back home, right? Where the end of the riots was happening. And I would look on the live streams and I'd just be getting so angry. I'd just be seeing these different things and what people are saying on the live streams and and all this news. It doesn't matter what political spectrum or anything you say was just negative, negative. And I'd start my morning off like that. That was... Uh, when these riots and, and the police brutality things started happening and I would get pissed off for the rest of the day. And here I am in Italy, 5,000 miles away. If I would have never seen that, I would have never started my day off angry because it, it's not in my reality right now. Right. And I'm not saying just totally check out and be a hermit because obviously it's a tricky situation where if you don't do nothing or you just sit on the fence who knows what happens and who gets their way and all of a sudden you're underneath their thumb and it, it comes to your neighborhood and it's in your reality now and you need to do something, right? So I get that, but there also comes a point where is your life just constantly about getting angry about this stuff, about things that most of the time you ain't going to change in politics. You know, I've said it a long time, you know, both sides, they're, they're probably working for the same people. And I've, I'm reading... Finally, reading because I'm on Kindle now, How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World. I've listened to so many podcasts, read articles about this book, but the paperback's like $100 and the hardcover's like $200. And I never liked reading on Kindle, but finally got it. And I'm just scarfing this book down by Harry Brown. And there's a good point I just read about um, it's called the Utopia Effect or the Utopia Problem. It's where an individual person can't find freedom within themselves or happiness within themselves until the world is a utopia. Yeah, because first of all, that's very hard. It's probably never going to happen. Even if it did happen, I think people would still cry and moan and, and bitch about something. But it's a way for them to not take personal responsibility or accountability for their life because it's a lot harder changing yourself than it is trying to change everyone else. And I... I have many different opinions about protesters and this and that, but you know, an example you can see is um, here's a study done in Berlin, the Antifa of Berlin. They said about 75% of the protesters they got arrested, I think, at one point, or were were uh, living with their parents. <laughs> and then I look on Twitter. And I thank God I totally got off that, like no accounts. But every once in a while I check Scott Adams' account. And you see these people on Twitter. And I know for a fact, um, many of these people would never ever say these kind of things in the real world. And I see pink-haired, you know, uh, earrings everywhere. And, um, you know, I don't know what they're doing, if they have a job or nothing telling people that they're the most stupidest person ever and they don't get nothing and you know their way of life is dumb okay i mean if if that's what makes you happy it doesn't look like you're projecting happiness out but if that's what makes you happy screaming at other people and and telling them they're wrong and this and that i'm willing to bet you're lacking some happiness within you so there's a great thing it's called the utopia effect utopia something it's where people had this idea that they have to, the world's got to be perfect. 
and that's the only way that they'll be happy and they'll find freedom when that's not the case you need to change yourself before you can change anyone else before you can change the world and to be honest from my point of view and from my perspective a lot of people i see especially in this antifa okay especially in this antifa it looks like they're trying to change the world before they change themselves and i think uh they're not the only ones to blame i do take put personal accountability on all people that change themselves but i also think the media has played a tremendous tremendous effect on their psyche and they they've gotten into a bubble same with white supremacists and right-wing people whatever not trying to pick sides here but they've gotten into these bubbles that say hey blame everyone else it's everyone else's fault and you need to attack them and destroy them and that's all that matters then you'll be happy don't worry don't focus on yourself don't go get a job don't start working out don't meditate i don't know do things that make you happy in the long term but no attack attack destroy boom and that will make you happy and that's i really believe the media has played a tremendous tremendous effect on a lot of these people's psyches and it's classic classic divide and conquer techniques and i've said it before it's not black versus white it's not muslim versus christian it's not the pink-haired feminist on twitter versus your wealthy neighbor okay it's not republican versus democrat I think, and from what I've researched, and I could be totally wrong, right? Because, like I just said, like the perception's reality. Media says this. Everything you read is, is out of this world. But I've gone down these deep rabbit holes, done a lot of studying, read a lot of different things. It's a total class warfare, but not in the sense of what a lot of people say when they say class warfare. It's literally 99999 percent versus the point zero 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 one percent it's the people that you don't see in person not your wealthy neighbor you know it's not them there's there's a class and there's people that run things and how do they stay in charge by dividing and conquering with every different thing black versus white man versus woman religions politics it's classic divide and conquer so yeah i kind of went on a a little rant. I wanted to just keep it at the uh, Gale Man Amnesia effect, which everyone needs to read. I think I'll re-record an intro for this, explaining that in depth with the article I read about it. But it's true. Um, really be aware of that in your life. So I think once you start becoming aware, then you became you become more stoic and you don't react. And you actually, if you really are frustrated. And think this is happening and then the world's happening. You do some more independent research and you figure out like, oh, that was sensationalized. Jeez, my words get mixed up. Exaggerated, right? But overall, I'm telling you, I became a 10 times more happier person when I've put the news down, put the stupid social media down, and stopped looking at things... Uh, right versus wrong, polarizing, obviously become more understanding, but also just, you know, live in the real world. Twitter is not the real world. <laughs> Reddit in that echo chamber, it's not the real world. I bet if you go outside and take a deep breath, 
life is pretty good. Maybe not if you're in Minneapolis right now, but 99% of the time, it is. So I advise everyone in this very chaotic time, especially in America, to be very aware of what you read, listen, see, hear. Um, And also, a quick point is you can't control other people. You can't control how they think. What your way of thinking is totally different than someone else's way of thinking. You're just going to get more angry if you think you can <laughs> control what they think or make them think a certain way. You know, whatever side it is, okay? Because it, it, reality is so freaking subjective. So take care. I hope it gets better in America. And uh, the Gale, man, amnesia effect will do wonders for... A lot of you, I believe. Ciao.